Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts this third Sunday in Advent, may all our thoughts and our words and our shepherding be all about you. In your name I pray. Amen. About four years ago at the city of Livonia's corn roast, Judge Kenny was there and we had just begun to know him through Jim Davis, wonderful church member, and he began to really accolade us for all of the outreach and the mission that we had been doing, especially to our military and our first responders. And as we were standing there, he said, you know what I call you? And I thought, does he mean me personally? Am I in trouble? <laughs> what I call Rosedale. I said, what? And he goes, the boots on the ground, Presbyterian Church. When I hear the phrase boots on the ground, of course I think of the military, but now I also think about us as a church. That drama was incredible. I'm gonna do it for you, but instead of you picturing a shepherd, I want you to picture our church as the shepherd. The shepherd's wife hears his boots hit the floor as she makes the coffee and he washes off the pasture. He keeps the herd at night like we keep our church. Sometimes we keep our herd quietly. We ponder, we give one word answers. That morning there was no boots, only quiet, and the front door just slammed open and there she was standing in the doorway, looking out, and she begins to hear a voice. And it's her husband's. And he's running toward her and he's yelling. He's yelling. And she sees him and then out of breath, he's screaming her name and it's with joy and he's smiling from ear to ear and he reaches her. And he takes his big hands and he cradles them on her face. A big man with rough hands and a gentle touch. And I would imagine that the wife is the Holy Spirit and we're coming in from being out in the world. And Jesus meets us with those hands. She looks into his eyes trying to make sense of it all. I mean, what does she see in his expression? Is it fear or is it awe? Lord Jesus, what are you calling Rosedale to do now? Is it fear? Is it awe? Is it all of the above? The wife can barely take it in like the leadership of this church can barely take it in because God is doing new things all the time and sometimes they're scary and sometimes they take leaps of faith but we all go running we all go running tears down her husband's cheeks running sending joy filled just accolades where his tears end 
his words begin. The once quiet shepherd can't stop talking. And the words keep flowing like a bubbling stream. And his words sound incredible, almost too good to be true. Hey, Mom and Dad, I just came back from the high school mission trip. Oh, my gosh, it was amazing. To my neighbor, you're not going to believe. Some members at the church had this crazy idea, I don't know, to reach out to our military and first responders. We're, we're not even near a base. How is that ever going to happen? And a bus? Who could afford a bus? How will that happen? Tears of joy. And then this bright light happens, shining in the darkest sky. And there's angels. And she thought he couldn't possibly mean what he was saying. It didn't even make sense. There was one angel, then there were hundreds of angels. And they filled the field, their field. And what were they doing? They were proclaiming good news into the darkness of the sky. And she wondered, how would a shepherd be entrusted with such good news? How would a church in the great kingdom of God on Hubbard and West Chicago possibly be entrusted with the good news of the incarnation of Jesus. Well, that shepherd, as she acknowledged, would never hold the scepter of a king, and that shepherd will never sit at a table with dignitaries, and no one will seek out the wise rule of a shepherd to figure out all the problems in the world. And a shepherd wouldn't even be invited to a fancy meal because the shepherd in that culture is an outsider. In every sense of the word, the least of these. Until that night. God gave the shepherd the greatest edict, not only in all the land, but in all the world. And because God did, we're here today, worshiping. So does every voice matter? Absolutely. Presbyterians like to say we're the priesthood of all believers. And that is true. And what does the shepherd do? Oh my goodness. Boots on the ground. God selected the shepherd. Yes, God called that shepherd to the front lines ready for action, a mission to proclaim that good news. And what is it? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. This will be for all the people, for unto you this night in the city of David, a Savior is born who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom God is well pleased. Last year on Christmas Eve, 
at both the family service at 5 and the 10 p.m. service. I don't know if you recall, but right where I'm standing was erected this amazing light and cloth that shined through. And we had the image of peace in the heart of the pandemic when people came in to worship or they joined us online. They'd look on their screen and they would see peace, which really had nothing to do with us or the decorations, perhaps just symbols of the peace that only Christ coming into the world can give. I love that scene where the shepherd's wife says, God was pleased with her husband. Years later, she could hear her husband's boots hit the ground, maybe a little later because he was older then. He would return from the pastor, but not because of his age or because he was slow moving, but because he was late, because he was still out there telling anyone and everyone about the good news. Amazing. A familiar story in Luke's gospel shared from a different point of view, personal. And it begins in a small and gentle way with shepherds just resting on the Judean hillside, watching over their flocks like once. This church, who's always been a mainstay, and by the way, today, is our 93rd birthday. Happy birthday, church. Happy birthday to everyone on that wall and everyone who isn't, who made sure there was a place to worship in this realm of God's kingdom. That familiar story that suddenly like an episode spills beyond the edges of imagination's canvas and the night sky is flooded with this incredible light and first there's an angel and then another and then another until finally there's this heavenly host putting on this angelic display so spectacular that King James in the original translation says the shepherds were Sore afraid, fear and awe. And then I began to think of all the Christmas pageants we've had here. Some of you may even be in your 50s and you remember being put with those angel wings on your back or that thing up with the halo up here, the shepherds with the staffs and the boys with the staffs weren't too keen with the little angels and you had to corral everybody in, but I always love the shepherds in Christmas pageants. A lot of time, they're in bathrobes, right? All their attempts to convey the range and the power of what really happened the night that Christ was born, it like draws us into the story of the nativity. And we see children acting out the scene and we hear the story read from the Bible and we spend time with family and friends and all of it has a way to bring us back home this Advent for Christmas. We all come from near and far from various backgrounds and 
We come into this church where we are all welcomed, where the gifts you have are specific and unique and joined with the gifts that each of us have and collectively we have. There is no stopping us from proclaiming the good news. Have you ever heard the quote, home is where your story begins? I love that, I have it in my house. I believe that on that night in Bethlehem, the story of Jesus finally began. And imagine how blessed the early Christians felt who had heard about the coming Messiah from the Old Testament prophecies from generation to the generation, and they were waiting and longing and longing and waiting. And how blessed are we as Christmas Jesus comes right here in this season to be born in us. He is our home. And as a new year in each of our lives fast approaches, we get to write a new chapter with Jesus. And we don't know where he'll lead us as a church or as individuals, but this much we know, Jesus is the author of our story. And Jesus has given us this incredible gift of knowing that we have a share in his story. It's as if Luke pulls all our attention away from the events themselves, as incredible as they are, to somewhere else, and it's to the responses of those who saw it all. Luke makes sure to tell us that the shepherds were afraid and yet in awe and returned from Bethlehem, returned to Bethlehem. And they came home and they said they were glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was like they didn't have a choice. It was absolutely incredible and it changed their lives. And they would never come home the same as when they left. And then the people who saw these shepherds, they heard the shepherds' reports and it said, and they wondered at what the shepherds had told them. They knew these guys, but they were different. And they had a hope-filled, joy-filled, peace-filled message of good news. And then there's that little verse about Mary. Mary kept all those things, pondering them in her heart. And then the glory of the Lord. Luke is reticent at first, but then when it comes there upon the whole scene, a star like bright light shines and Luke breaks his descriptive silence and he saves his fullest language to portray what happened there in that spot and what happened in the lives and hearts of those shepherds. Luke tells us, of the light which filled the world that night, far bigger than the light they saw from where they were standing. But we don't really see it in his scripture. We don't hear much more about it. Instead, we see the reflection of all those faces who saw that light. And isn't it true? that we too are called today to reflect the light of Jesus in this dark world. Luke turns our gaze away from the light on the Bethlehem horizon itself. 
in the face of the shepherds who are illumined by it. And the shepherds told and keep telling the story that was worth sharing to everyone and all places and what a person witnesses when they see God in this light. When a person witnesses the majesty of God in the Bible from the Old Testament to the New, it's always a story worth telling. Yes, we serve a story of loving and a story writing God. Actually, when God does something in a person's life, it's a story worth sharing with others. Jesus wants us to share our stories about him and how he has impacted and influenced and changed our lives. Long ago, probably about a decade ago, on a youth Sunday, someone had been brought into the community, and I don't, I don't remember her name, but I will never forget her words. She gave a youth report about what youth group had meant her senior year and what that trip had meant. And she ended whatever she said with, with this sentence. I didn't expect it, but I found Jesus here and he changed my life. One of the most effective ways to tell others about Jesus is to share your story. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. You don't have to worry about the words. As a result of sharing their stories, the shepherds came back and they talked about it with their spouses and their families and the neighbors and everybody around the area. And then in turn, we see the shepherd's wife telling the way in which her life was impacted by the coming of the Messiah. And on and on it went. You know, it was God's idea for the incarnation to happen in such a way that eventually it would lead to the cross where Jesus would save the world from sin that separated us from God. Because Jesus is the central part of the salvation story. However, God wants to write us in the script. God wants us to contribute a verse. God wants us to have a speaking role in the face stories of other people who do not know or have a relationship with Jesus. And as we have opportunities to share our faith stories, just as the shepherd did, I encourage you to remember all you need to do is three things. Talk about your life before you became a follower of Jesus. And then the second one, when did you become a follower of Jesus? And the third, what has happened in your life? since you became a follower of Jesus. And I know it's hard to share. A lot of times, too, we can preach sermons with the way we live as well. When a conversation is open and someone is there, how often are we inspired by the faith stories of other people? It enlivens us. It inspires us. Now may we tell our stories. Jesus wants to make his home in your heart. 
And should you allow him some room, there things will begin to happen like they did for the shepherds long ago. Because home is where your story begins on this third Sunday in Advent. Because today, God has made us the boots on the ground shepherds. Jesus is calling us to the front lines. Boots ready for action. Our mission is clear to not only proclaim the good news of Jesus' love for all, but to live our lives in such a way that we become good news. Let it be so in us. Amen. <laughs>